This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Together, we are the Facebook Bookers. At Facebook Bookers on Twitter. Yes, we we try to be easy to find. So, um, before before we go any further, I feel like I must. I feel the need. I feel I have this desire. I want to publicly thank our tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, for allowing us this time to to record this podcast, to post this podcast, where we will discuss him, his family, and many other wrestling topics. So, thank you, Roman Reigns. I acknowledge you. Thank you, Roman Reigns. I also acknowledge you, and I acknowledge that this podcast is dedicated to the uh, chief of the island of relevancy, your tribal chief, our tribal chief, Roman Reigns, who was gracious enough to castrate a man on live television <laughs> and also it's his own like you know family so that's that's a twofer i feel so that's good we're all grateful we're all that very was grateful. great yeah. that was what well, we're gonna get into that we absolutely will but of course if you've ever heard this podcast before or if you've never heard this podcast before we hit the headlines first so first up we had more cuts this week from wwe um, I'm going to run down the list real quick. Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Buddy Murphy. He did get his first name back in the cut, by the way. Ruby Riot and Santana Garrett. Um, so these cuts sort of prompted speculation. And this I feel like this happens anytime something weird out of the blue happens. Um, there's speculation that Vince is going, going to try to sell the company. Uh, I don't know if that is really the case, but I feel like we probably wouldn't know until well into negotiations if that were the case. Well, you'd have to be if it, it's something that it, if you look for the evidence, you're going to find it. Anybody who really invests in any kind of theory or speculation is going to try to make the evidence point to where they want it to go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, the, you should have you should have the evidence and then let the evidence lead you to a uh, a decision or a a theory rather than have a theory and then spot pick the evidence. Uh, you know, and, but in the defense of the crazies, this is the kind of thing that a company does, though, do uh, to be as profitable as possible on a sale. Right, you know, of of that, uh, you know, who knows how it's going to be? If it's going to be, you know, selling off assets here and there, then maybe then you could start, you know, talking about you know speculation. Right. Yes, but right. it's always that. Right. So obviously, the biggest name there was Braun Strowman. Um, FightfulSelect.com uh, noted that Braun had a monster deal quote that he signed in 2019, which was for over a million dollars a year. And they sort of hinted that he was playing hardball when about to sign his new contract, that he waited till the last minute. Meltzer noted that when Braun signed this big contract, he was kind of towards the top of the card. Apparently, when you're at the top of the card, you can ask for a no-cut clause, which he, I, I don't know if he didn't know about or whatever, 
but he didn't do that. So what a no-cut clause is, if you're a top talent uh, re-signing a contract, it'll sort of prevent you from this exact situation if all of a sudden you're not at the top of the card anymore and they and you're in the middle of your contract and they're like, well, we're paying this guy a whole lot of money to not be where he was at. So in, in the, rather than just cutting their pay... They cut the wrestler. I know it's insensitive, but this would make this would have made a great storyline because mm-hmm. if Shane McMahon would be able to say, "Look how stupid he is," because yep. if he would have done this, mm-hmm. then he'd still have a job. Yeah, and it's like Shane won the feud. <laughs> like if you wanted to do it like in an entertainment point, but I can see how you wouldn't. But it's like it's not like Braun Strowman's hurting for cash. Mm-hmm. What we just said. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I couldn't help but notice that there were a few uh, people not exactly taking the high road and bringing back uh, comments Strowman made about, you know, uh, independence and their troubles uh, trying to get work when the pandemic came. And it's like, you're not, you're no better than what you were saying he was, like, taking joy in this happening to another person. I feel how you feel. Like, I've... I I wouldn't consider myself well off by any means, but mm. you know he he's still a person. You know, like you shouldn't really delight in someone else's, you know, losing their job like that. That's mm-hmm. still there's still a person there. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he he probably has a mortgage. He has a a, a car or two to pay off. You know. Listen, I'm not. Uh, let's not get crazy. I'm not saying. Woe is me to the guy with two cars. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you know, he's a human being. And I, and, and, and with that, I want to say, I want to take this time to apologize uh, to Ruby Riot for any mean things I said. Because one tweet from Bailey put her over to me as a person and made me feel really bad about myself. And uh, really made me examine uh, what it means to be uh, a podcaster trying to make jokes and what it means like if someone you know if you say something on a twitter and then you're like oh this thing uh, say a mean thing or whatever and it's like you don't think it affects these people but it, it might mm-hmm. it might your yours might get through so it's, it's you think you're punching up because you feel that you're down but that's still like a person that had to work hard make sacrifices of their body and time and miles and sometimes making like jack crap just to follow a freaking dream mm-hmm. um let me get down off this high horse here yeah all um, right for the rest of the podcast i'm <laughs> i'm off the high horse re- yeah regarding your punching up comment yeah look what happened to um i can't remember her name but the the japanese the uh, the girl from stardom that killed herself hanakamura yeah you and- know like she killed herself over social media, right? Which, you know, where we, you and I have never been in that situation, so it's, we literally can't understand the type of mindset that she must have been in for that. But think about it, like for every mean thing that, that you and I or anyone has said, but not, or ha, ha, has said in private and not actually said to the person, think about how many Twitter warriors there are that are brave behind the keyboard and actually do say that stuff to these people. 
Look, I, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, this is not a bit, but it's, you know, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And, like, too, like, I I don't hide the fact that when I was younger, I had, you know, a lot of, like, issues and, like, you know, mental mental illness. You know, I have it still. You know, when I was young, I was very sensitive. And, you know, I've been bullied as a kid, and I wanted to kill myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had... I felt that way, you know, and it took a lot to get through that. So I understand if some, you know, like I, you know, although I had to, you know, I dealt with it the old school way in which, you know, that was actually happening to my face around actual people. It wasn't like through the internet. Yeah. Like imagine if we had that stuff. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I honestly, I couldn't tell you if, if we had to deal with what these kids do and stuff like that anyway. I, I just think everyone should think twice about the things they say directly to other people, about people in public forums. Well, at just, least in person, you get punched in the face. Right. And you're doing a little bit more, but, you know, when we were younger, you went home. Yeah. The bullying stopped when you went home. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah ho- hopefully. <laughs> in in the best of circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. So, what was that Bailey tweet that you said changed your view of Ruby Riot? Uh. Listen. It's she said that like she used her name. Uh. And she said that she would like always plan birthday parties for people in the locker room. Uh. She sent somebody like they got all together and sent somebody a gift when somebody was sick or something. Oh, when Chelsea Green got hurt, mm-hmm. like she got a thing together from everybody to give to her. Uh, when Bailey's grandmother passed away, she was like the first person to, to, you know, comfort her or whatever, I think. I don't remember the exact quote, but it's on uh, Bailey's Twitter. You'll find it yourselves. Mm. So, you know, she's, you know, and, and anytime anybody mentions her, it's always nice. Even The Rock was like, you know, he, they got like, The Rock said something nice about her too. I saw the, that. I, I saw so. that. It was, it was partially in, he said like, she'll come back better and stronger. Or whatever, and he also thanked her for a birthday video that she apparently made for him. Exactly, that's like that's the kind of person she is. So it's like you want you want good things for people like that, you know, as opposed to a CM Punk, you know, because he's a piece of shit. But listen, at the end of the day, we're trying to put on an entertaining podcast. I can't stay soft for the whole time, my man. Right, Jer's so- hard. Yes, let's get hard. Oh. Ooh. Let's get harder. That's a different that's a different kind of podcast. But uh, PWInsider.com reported that Sheamus legitimately suffered a broken nose on Raw. We kind of saw it. It was from a, a forearm from Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, I mean, he deserved it. He's a bully. He's that's a bully. That's what you so, get. <laughs> so, so they said that uh, Sheamus just is out right now like he's obviously not going to be wrestling but he's also i think just not going to be on tv until he's healed yeah but he's not going to vacate or anything so they'll probably like do a thing what they should do is have an inner like depending on how long he's out have an interim united states champion and it'll probably be one of these guys and then sheamus just destroys them yeah you know depending on how long he's going to be out Mm mm-hmm yeah, there's a few things they could do. Um, they could always have Seamus do like videos from home or whatever, kind of like RNN was, where he, you know he's updating people on uh, the progress of his broken nose due to um, what do you call it, scumbaggery? 
I think yeah, he said. something like that. Because, I mean, because he did have to have two matches back-to-back. Yeah, but in his defense, it's... In their defense, he's, like, talking about how tough he is. So he could, you know, handle it. True. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the future. And hopefully nobody in that angle is future Endeavor. And we'll see what the hell the plan is. I know, man. Alistair Black... Yeah, it's a, that, I found that interesting that Braun Strowman was the one that was most obvious to you, but like I think that the, the Alistair Black should have been the bigger surprise because he recently came back last Friday, cost Big E his Intercontinental Championship match, and that's just it. So yeah, I think I, that to me, because at least with Strowman was a surprise, but he wasn't doing anything. You know, like he had just... He did just have the triple threat match, mm-hmm. but it's like... I don't know. I don't think anyone had felt that he he was going to have a chance. Like, in that triple threat match, it, you either had Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Like, the guy just finished feuding with Shane McMahon, which, you know, he lost that feud apparently in the long run, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing with Alistair Black, uh, he said it on... Um, so he came on to his wife's uh, Twitch channel and was talking about his release and everything. And he said that creative never really understood where they were going with Alistair Black. They never really connected with him. That's why there was kind of a lot of stop-start that happened. They, You know, they did the closet thing, and, like, I know you and I didn't like it. I, I don't want to speak for the rest of the universe, but I feel like, in general, it didn't really come across great. It was weird, at best. Um... Then they started doing this uh, Sins of the Father kind of thing, or the Dark Father. And, yeah. Like, you know, I feel like that character wasn't really fully fleshed out for us yet. So, while they had the vignettes, and they actually had him return and start a feud, I feel like they kind of said, eh, it's fine. Yeah, but what do you... But what, like, we talk about how wrestling... Uh, there's a lot of moving parts involved, but it's like people worked hard on those uh, vignettes. Like mm-hmm. those were like kind of animated a little bit. Like it had this like this weird little animation thing going, mm-hmm. and then it's just it's scrapped. You know, it's scrapped. Well, nothing's. There's nothing saying that if they eventually do hire him back, that they can't just use it then. They even had you know, like he pl- even played the new. Entrance music he was supposed to debut to. But they own the rights to that. So it's like, it's like if he does come back, but that's if the theory doesn't hold true that Vince is, you know, planning to sell. Mm -hmm. And people are just thinking that Vince has lost it, that he's crazy. Like every time it's like a friend of ours would just, you know, be like, yeah, this guy, Vince, he's crazy. What is he Mm -hmm. doing? You yeah. know, and it's like I kind of agreed at the time, but then I had to, I had to think about it. Like I really had to sit down. I'm like, what does it mean? What does that mean, really, to to be that? What does it mean to be this this figure? You know, to be in like a position where the decisions you make can affect the lives of you know uh, millions of people indirectly, but. You know, a few hundred employees, give or take, I don't know the number. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and to do that yourself, 
and and to be, you know, as old as he is. Uh, he's 75 years old. He's 75 years old. He's been doing this his whole life. You know, a lot of his friends and enemies are dead or dying. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes... And I think about it, and I sit down, it's like, wait a second, what is that, what is that, how does that affect a person? Like, he, Pat Patterson, is responsible for a lot of WWE stuff, and he worked closely with Vince. And it's like, when I, when we're talking, and we have ideas, and like, if I, if I have an idea for something, I'm trying to throw it to you, and I'm trying to talk to you about it, you'd understand that idea more because... You have experience as being my friend for X years. Mm-hmm. So, like, some people could just, like, will be like, yeah, that's the thing. And then we'll do that. That's the thing. The thing. The thing. And you're like, yeah, that thing. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like, he's not really getting that. Like, he, you got the Bruce Pritchard there, but it's like, the evidence is to the contrary that that's working. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's also like, Wow. You know, it's not like he's he got this from his father, you know, and he had to make it work. In the 80s, you know, they would do it great. But then it came to the 90s, you know what I'm saying? And like this, this is a man that lives, eats, sleeps and breathes wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, and I think it's it's very difficult for fans to grasp this because it's easy to say this figure, this this this. In the world of wrestling, and a godlike figure, if you think about it figuratively, mm-hmm. and a lot of these guys are like the philo- are a lot like this Nietzsche guy who said God is dead, and that's what they think because they have all this social media and people who know him talking all this shit, and it's like maybe he's fallible, you know, and he's not this thing, you know, he's becoming like a, a Mister McMahon. The Mr. Mm. McMahon character. Right. That he's losing it. But, mm-hmm. you know, when he was blown up in that limousine explosion. <laughs> and I don't think it's fair. I really don't. I don't I, I don't think it's fair. I'm not trying to kiss ass. He's never going to hear this. But it's like, that's a tough thing. It's a really tough thing. This is your whole life. It's been your whole life. You wanted this to be your whole life since you were a child. Mm-hmm. But this is the closest thing to, 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 to royalty that you're going to get in that business. Mm-hmm. When you when when you think about it, and then you got to think about what wrestling was when his father was doing it, and then when he's doing it, how many eras is this man responsible for? Don't answer that. <laughs> you know, there's no need to trying all these things. How many different shows? How many different faces has he seen walk into his office? Lives mm-hmm. that get connected to his life. And you got people out there, basement booking, you know, mm-hmm. that never done anything. Right. They never did anything. Oh, wow. I guess it's really easy for you. It's really easy for you sitting behind your computer screen, doing your basement booking on your podcasts. We're not even thinking about it because mm-hmm. it hurts to think about it. Yep. It really does. How much work is that? I love sleeping. <laughs> I don't think he does, and I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to stop this right here because I don't want to bore anybody. But to think about it this way, it's I don't think – I think the day Vince McMahon sells 
WWE, if that's a thing that happens, and I'm going to knock wood, and I don't want this to be, but he, Vince McMahon won't be on this plane for that much longer after. And it's not a controversial thing to say. There's been a lot of people that said that like, he, he'll be doing this till the day he dies. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever that is. And then hopefully a long time from now. The man was born in 1945. All these soft-bellied people, they don't understand. They don't get it. Yeah, it's good. It's easy for you to go and, and, and hop on to the junk of the, the Tony Khans of the world. Who've been in the business for five minutes when you compare them to Vince Kennedy McMahon. Yep. And a lot of times it's like, well, no, it's other people with ideas, and he just filters them out. He just takes the salt shaker, puts it over here, and you're like, wow, I couldn't believe it. But there's more. You know, he's the soul of it. And, you know, the argument can be made. Is he maybe getting on in age? You know, how long can you do this for? And it's a lot of questions people aren't asking themselves. And then just immediate, just, just the poop on him. You mm-hmm. know, just take dumps because, you know, if you were standing near him, this myth- mytholo- mythological figure, you worry he'd strike you down from his eyes. You know, I hear these things, and that's why everybody who gets interviewed on a podcast, they're always asked, like, what was it like when you first met Mitch McMahon? What's your, what's your relationship? Because they want to know. People want to know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we'll ever get that. <laughs> Thank Probably you for not. coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. So, so there was a lot to unpack there. Um, I want to I wanna sort of correlate, make a, a correlation here first. Um, I, so I really have two points I want to make. Um, one is that, like, when we're watching wrestling, and then we go on our dirt sheets, and then you and I sit around and bullshit, we're seeing maybe 10% of what's actu- what happens in this company, right? You know, if a wrestler goes on a podcast and starts talking, talk about this, talk about that, this backstage, that backstage... That that talent is maybe privy to twenty five, thirty five to thirty five percent of the all the actual goings on. Like you know, they're not in there in the creative meetings between the head writers and Vince. They're not in the in the writing meetings between the writers and the head writers. You know, there's there's so many more moving parts going on that it it's so difficult to really get a grasp on what's going on. For instance, this is a transition to the other point I want to make. Mark Henry um, did an interview recently after after it was announced that he signed with AEW. He ba- he said something along the lines of, I have it up here, but I'm going to kind of paraphrase. Um, he wanted to do more in WWE. He wanted like an- another backstage role. He wanted to give back. He wanted to do things. He In a conversation with Vince... He said to Vince, I feel like someone under you is holding me back. It's like it's like Mark Henry's pitching these ideas to Vince, but like through other channels, and they're just not getting through to Vince. Well, that's important. That's an important fact right. to, to know about. And, you know, the the everyday person can relate to that with the the concept, you know, the nine to fivers we deal with middle management. You know, you got an issue with your your manager, you go to middle management, they'll give you a little bit of a runaround. And that's just the story of corporate America. That's just how it is. Like, you know, hopefully, hopefully you get a good response, but maybe not. So Mark Henry 
you know, he said, like I said, that he felt like he was being held back. He felt like there was more that he could have done. And Vince said to him, I'd rather you not leave, but if you feel like you need to leave, go ahead and go, and I know you'll be successful. Go find what it is you're looking for. Go do what it is you want to do, and good luck. That's, I mean, I think that's the best you really got to get there. You know, it's not like being rude or anything. Uh, I think we had a discussion about this, not like Mark Henry, but more like um, younger people, where it's like Vince could maybe be letting them go because, you know, not a lot for them to do here and the money, and maybe you can, someone else can pay you when he can't. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, Maybe that might be it, and I honestly I don't think they're at all worried about AEW at all. They're not, because um, if they were, I mean, they would be making steps to just keep these people. Yeah, I believe I believe Meltzer said this week that it, with this recent round of firings, it's basically coming off of they basically changed their mentality of well, let's keep these people so that AEW doesn't take them or whatever. According to Meltzer, like. WWE is pretty untouchable versus AEW in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is their key demographic. Yeah, I don't know how long that's going to last. You know, the business is changing. The business changed from what Vince's dad was presenting. And like that, we we didn't get into that, you know, Mm -hmm. because we were too young. Right. And then it's like the next the few years like uh like generations of kids are raised off of vince's vision and that stuff but it always changes mm-hmm. so i feel like right now we are at i'm not gonna say the twilight of what the wwe is but it's one of those things where it's like if i woke up one day and found out that the rumor was true that a dick gets sold and then like a week or two later there's no more vince that it wouldn't be like a huge shock. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want it to happen. But change is change happens. It might be right now that they can't compete. But if they keep working hard and not do dumb stuff like have Nyla Rose just waste burgers and for nothing. <laughs> and like she didn't even say anything. She just like, do you know burgers are not pancakes? They don't stay together. You just be very wasteful. Mm -hmm. I wanted one of those burgers, which is why I am very upset (laughs) with what happened there. I took that personally. And I feel that was unnecessarily messy. That is unnecessarily messy. And there are easier ways to get heat. Just go hang out with Vicky Guerrero more. But I digress. So, yeah, if they get... If they could just find that groove, then maybe eventually it will be. But right now, it's just not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Braun, maybe the conversation was like, listen, we we literally don't have anything for you creatively right now. And it's just not worth what we're paying you in the meantime. So go make this money elsewhere. Do you and think he back. actually got a phone call or did he find out on Twitter like Alistair Black did? I think he got a phone call. Okay. I'm pretty sure, well, I don't think, 
did Alistair Black actually say he found out on Twitter? He said that it was just as big of a surprise to him as it was to everyone else. Hmm. But it's not like it's unheard of where people find out that... I, I could have thought there was someone else who found out that they were fired off uh, Twitter. Hmm. It might have been Zack Ryder, but it could be just me assuming it's Zack Ryder. So don't, don't quote me on that, people. Don't clip this out of context. Speculation is all it is. So speaking of Mark Henry, uh, according to an AEW press release, he signed on as, quote, an expert analyst, coach, scout, and mentor for AEW with the official titles of broadcaster and talent development. How long till they hire, uh, what's the other guy on his show, Busted Open Radio? Um, Bubba, Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> Is Bubba on there? Wait, uh, Mark, that's uh, Busted Open. I Yeah, Mark I Henry. think... Mark Henry does bust it open. I think uh, Bubba Ray Dudley does it too. Huh. Uh, you might be right. I think you might be right. I think that sounds familiar. I, for whatever reason, I, when I think bust it open, all I think of is Mark it's Henry. It's a serious. It's a serious XM show, but Bully Ray. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he was at one point doing it. So. All right. There you go. Uh, he joined them like uh, maybe. Four years ago? I don't know. <laughs> now, if anyone has not seen Double or Nothing yet, or this week's AEW Dynamite, fast forward about maybe half a minute or so. But don't watch, saw, don't listen to the show because we got to talk about it. Like, that too. <laughs> come back. That don't. too. So just to sort of throw these out there because, because of uh, recent signings and or debuts, uh, Leo Rush made his debut at Double or Nothing to a pretty good pop. I was happy he, with that. I believe his deal, he does. it's like uh, just appearances or something. Right. Like he's not signed with them. Right. But uh, Andrade signed. Of course he did. Do El you think he's going to be Eagle. the face of AEW? I like don't know. Like he said? I don't know. I saw a figure online that with, with uh, Andrade signing... 40% of AEW's talent is former WWE. Wow. I mean, look, they were places before they got to WWE. It's not like they were created there. Right. And but 90... they did gain their notoriety there. Most yeah, and 90% of WWE's talent is indie folk. Right? Yeah. So, what One are we head talking washes about? the other. <laughs> yeah. It's it's an industry. Like, all right, so... You know, the, the place I work, I, I used to work at Radio Shack, I used to work at PC Rich, I used to work at The Wiz. Uh, how, what's the percentage of people that used to work at Radio Shack that are working where I work? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like a pebble being passed, you know, back and forth. You get polished up a little bit in the WWE thing, mm-hmm. river, and then you wind up, you know, you wash out of that river into the other river that is AEW, and then you're a different little pebble thing. Yep. Uh, I mean, look, I could have gone with maybe not putting him with Vicky Guerrero. Uh, but, you know, I guess if he, it's if you don't want to do the usual, like, come in, beat up a guy, here I am, you know, fine. But I guess nobody else was available, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or to just try to make the most of having Vicky on, you know, payroll. You know, if you want to do a surprise legend, he's a lot closer to it than Christian. Uh, Andrade, yeah. 
I, I didn't think know. Uh, uh, Excalibur mentioned that he um, held, I think, the IWGP US title. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, I'm not one of those, like, smart guys that know, like, the independence and all that. I find New Japan's Wrestle Kingdoms would be very long. It's also because I'm old. They're very long. So, you know, maybe back in the very day. very late at night. Yeah, you know what it is? It's like, it used to be like, wow, you're cool because you know all this New Japan stuff, you know? And it's like, I'm 38. I don't care about being cool. Yeah. You know, and it's like, there's just other stuff. It's like, you know, and I think it's hard. Like if they made it easier, if there was just like a website I could just go to and like watch things, then fine. You know, in English. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. I'm not making excuses for myself, but and am not I? not with Maybe. Kevin Kelly. Not, definitely not. With, I don't know. What's wrong with Kevin Kelly? Is that the one that uh, The Rock called a hermaphrodite? Yes. That's right. You can call him <laughs> Hermie. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if like The Rock actually does run for president, like in the TV show The Rock, and somebody plays that. <laughs> to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, because by that, because I think Rock wants, according to the show, it's like in the future or something that he runs or whatever. Yeah, I we think did, it's like we ten talk, years in the future or so. Yeah, we talked about how like it's a backdoor pilot to get him into presidency. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, he. The world by then will be even more progressive. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he'd be able to like. Actually, you know what? I, I have confidence that The Rock is good enough where none of that would matter. Especially if he'd probably run Democrat anyway. Yeah. But anyway. Um. Yeah. Vote Rock. Um. Yeah. Hermy. I remember that whole shtick. There you go. Last bit of news for right now because we don't know if something's gonna come up later. But you'll be happy about this. Uh, maybe this might be a merch deal. WWE filed to trademark the phrase dripstick this week. Dripstick. Interesting. That sounds like something that you would get to test yourself for like a STD. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. Or Anytime. maybe something you get an STD from. Johnny Drip Drip sounds like an STD. It does. Oh, somebody's got the old Johnny Drip Drips, it looks like. Oh, man. I'm going to have to prescribe this. All week. I'm going to have to prescribe this dipstick for you. <laughs> Dripstick. Drip uh, for your dipstick. Yeah. There you go. Oh, man. I, I can't I can't imagine. Could I, Like, it looked like a Nerf thing, right? Mm. Like, yeah, it looked uh, like it, it's legitimately just like one of those Nerf or... Uh, what is it? Um, ma- uh, not a master blast. The super soaker. Yeah, super soaker. Like it was like one of those little super soakers where, but like it's like just like bike pump size where you just suck the water in and then you push the thing and it shoots out. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, super yeah. Super basic little pump. You get that at the Dollar Tree or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I hate all of this. I hate all this Jobo stuff. It's like. This guy does incredible stuff, and he's a clown. Like, he had a good run, um, WWE ECW. Yep. And the original Miz and Jomo. Yeah, definitely. They should have had, like, a throwback thing where they do, like, their original, like, gear. Like, the stupid hats and dumb glove or whatever I think Miz was wearing. Yeah, they could have done that. Miz's old haircut. I don't know if you could do that. Could you do, like, a wig? Probably of your own haircut? Probably. Yeah. Oh, man. So, 
like I said, that's all for the news for the moment. Should we jump straight into Double or Nothing? What if they made, like, an anime WWE show that they were talking about, and it was like, like, they'd be like, like these tournaments, and then, like, you win because you have the strongest WWE superstars? It's like, I summoned the people's champion, The Rock! Hmm. And then The Rock just shows up out of a puff of smoke. And he's like, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? You know, and he's like all shredded and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, so I see you've brought out your people's champion. But what can he do against the Texas rattlesnake? I sacrifice two beers and I bring forth (laughs) Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then like... Giant glass just shatters from the heavens, and he just shows up, and he just, I'm fixing to stop a butthole in that ass. Be amazing. You call it WWE Mon? No, man. It's more (laughs) like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, because that Pokemon is different. Like they wouldn't do cool things like that. Just like he is a dumb thing in a ball. It's dog fighting, and it's fucking wrong. It okay. <laughs> Never thought of it like that. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Think about it, man. Hmm. Just think about it. All those times you see Pikachu all fucked up, that could be somebody's puppy. Hmm. I just ruined Pokemon for, like, everybody, though. I it's time to grow did. up. <laughs> I think you did. So, All right, man. Go ahead and tell us about Double or Something. Double or Something. Something or nothing. First match was Page vs. Cage. Page and Cage. Uh, that was he's right. a machine. I... Say again? He, he's a machine. The machine, Brian Cage, yeah. Dude's... I, I can't even... Like, his physique is legitimately ridiculous. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway. Um, he looks like an anime character. Yeah, he does. Like, if you... you Like, the, the typical, like, rippling muscles, giant, like, jacked dude. Like, But for some reason... Um, yeah, I was thinking... Because I was... For some reason, like, with the exception of Brawley, they always turn out to be dumb. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Not saying he is. I'm just saying. That he's, like... It's like somebody drew him. It's almost like, you know, it's like when a little kid is trying to draw a superhero, and they're just like, oh, more muscles. Yeah, that's what we gotta do. <laughs> but I don't think there's enough muscle there. Let's put muscle on top of that muscle, and there we go. Crazy. So I thought this was this was a good opening match. Uh, kind of fast paced. You had the typical expected interference attempt with Hook and Ricky Starks and everything. It might be a rift there. They've uh, kind of been forming. Uh, They've been teasing it since the Sting thing. Yeah. It's like I'm. I'm not sure if Cage is the one's gonna leave or what. I think it's gonna be like, all right. If I had to guess from what I'm, my what I, from what I surmise, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be they're gonna they're gonna have to jump him. Mm-hmm. Like they're all gonna have to attack him, and like maybe get an extra guy, or maybe not. They could make it that. They could use Powerhouse Hobbs and get him over as a big monster and then get those two feuding because it's not, I don't think it's fair to have absolute Ricky Starks against Brian Cage. Oh, because he can't Brian, for a while because of his broken neck. 
No, I understand that. I'm not even. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking long term. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's not even a fair matchup. This way, you make Hobbs like a bigger threat. He takes Brian Cage out, and he's the new FTW champion. You know, because he disrespected the FTW championship. Brian Cage did. Some it's might true. say, he but t- he just didn't want to. He didn't want to win that way. Mm-hmm. Is 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 the thing. It's so it's going to be interesting. Like I know you're down on their storytelling, and I will be too if they don't make this right. Yeah, so. I f- I feel like um, who went over? Uh, Page did the buckshot. Yeah, because it's like if you're gonna lose, you're gonna do it on your own. If you're gonna win, you want to do it on your own. Uh, I would take that personally that they don't think I can get things done, mm-hmm. and they might have cost them the match. They did. If they would, you know, and that's what I mean. Jo- like Cage was jawjacking with Hook and Starks, and then he turned around into the buckshot. Yeah, I mean, it then gives Hangman that win back. So we'll see. So I think I think your theory makes the most sense. It also kind of looks like that's probably the direction they're going to go, um, because if they, if it's Cage versus Hobbs, it's you know giant muscle guy versus giant muscle guy. But keeping in mind. Well, Hobbs is so green. Like, working against Ricky Starks in this role is the fact that he's really good on the mic. He's And he's solid in the ring. So, he doesn't need to get over on Brian Cage. No, he doesn't. Hobbs, and it wouldn't Hobbs make sense more. if he did. Yeah. Um, If you want to be more, like, real with it. Yeah. So and and you know who knows maybe you say Hobbs is green, but they did hire Mark Henry, and who better to help these big guys than one of the best big guys in the business is Mark Henry. So that could yep. be his way of giving back and helping this guy. Yeah, and he is in talent development, so I think this is probably going to be his his first big projects working with them. Probably, hopefully, we'll see. Because I don't think there's really anyone bigger as far as muscle mass than those two. Like, Wardlow is a big dude, but not quite on that level. Same for Hager. Yeah. He's, oh, um, Camarado. He's, a big, he's a big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. And Nick Camarado. Nick, I, I'd say it's those two, then Camarado, and then um, Wardlow and Hager. As far is, as size and strength. Is that the guy... Um. Camarado, is that the one that wrestled uh, Goldust, uh, Dustin yeah. Reynolds? Yeah, Captain Kidd. Yeah, that guy is, I call him the return of Bruiser Brody, dude. Yeah. Like, that guy, like, I'm like, did they fucking, was this guy frozen in the ice? What is this, Encino, man? What's going on here? He might have been. You know, and uh, I was, uh, they should have let him win, but whatever. Um, He's a big dude. Very interesting. They could do a lot with that guy. Yeah, the story, and I could tell Jr. is a fan of him. Yeah, the story there with why Dustin won was because of his experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, but I think they could have done something interesting and have it where you know what power beat experience with mm. a cow with a cowbell. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like the aside from the obvious storylines they are telling, the less obvious storylines are. Experience versus youth. Yeah, and I do appreciate that they kind of do the opposite of what WWE does. You can see in cases like a Jeff Hardy, you know, instead of using Dustin 
And I don't know if this is because his brother's an EVP or whatever. Instead of using Dustin to put this guy over and just have him job out, because I don't see Dustin doing a lot of jobs lately. Like he won the feud. Uh, that what was that? A, like a tag team match? He was. It was him versus uh, Butcher. It was him as maybe it was T Q T Marshall versus Butcher and the Blade. I think. And that like weird match that they had. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a bunkhouse brawl match they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they won. They went over those guys. It's like, why wouldn't you just try to get these guys over? But it's like, oh, no, I see what's going on here. Like, because then it's like Dustin's not this underneath guy. Dustin is what he is. He's been like I couldn't believe it. Like, when we would watch, like, old wrestling, and he's, like, in these old WCW matches, mm-hmm. and then he's wrestling, he's gold dust on WWF at the time, and he's still freaking doing it. So it, it'll probably lead to them building another guy at the end of the road, and who knows, it might just be this guy who lost the cowbell match. Hopefully. But you know what? Um, that, like, that bunkhouse match, I think, is an exception because... Butcher and Blade, they're not young. Like, you can tell Butcher's not very young. Blade, but they're younger than Dustin Rhodes. True. I think, I hope every active wrestler in AEW besides Dustin is younger than Dustin. Except Sting. He, except Sting, who's older than everybody, but wrestled on the show still. But we'll get to that. <clears throat> oh, man. All right. Let, let's move on. So, so match- the match, what do you think about, like, what would you, one in five for the... Uh, Machine versus uh, the Hangman there. One out of five. What do you think? Uh, I'd say solid three and a half. All right. We trust you. Moving along. All right. Next up was Mox and Kingston versus uh, the Young Bucks. At some point, they just got to be the Bucks, right? Right. I think I, I, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, too. And I'm probably going to mention it every week until they drop it. It's time to drop it. It's time to drop it. Drop the young. Just just, just be the bucks, or you could just add like a million bucks, whatever. I yeah. don't know. Something like that. That could be where they're headed. Mm-hmm. They are. They are sort of doing the hey, we make a shit ton more money than you. Look at my Gucci belt. The Gucci belt. Oh, wait, the Gucci. No, the Gucci belts were um private party. Oh, that's right. How do they wrestle in those outfits? That does not look comfortable at all. They got to be stretchy pants. They even if they're stretchy pants, like compared to what they wore before, it was kind of awkward. It's like they did fine, but I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, I couldn't do it anyway. But <laughs> um, so Mox and Kingston, uh, this was uh, a good back and forth, but so much of the outside crap. And you know what? It's two matches in a row you had outside stuff going on. Well, you come to expect that. Like, uh, I feel like a lot of what AEW does, and it's because, like we discussed before, trends tend to change in the wrestling business as a lot of putting a hat on a hat. Mm -hmm. You know? And sometimes things just get too busy. Uh, I find NXT is getting better with doing less of that. So, Yeah. um, yeah, they should really stop that. But whatever. Like, to me, one thing I've At noticed... At least spread it out. Don't make it be the second match then. Exactly. That, that That's exactly the point I was going to make. Like, 
one thing that I've criticized AEW about before is, you know, having sort of like the same, uh, the same, um, what am I trying to say? Like the same flavor of match back to back. Like it's okay to have a couple of the same things on the same card, but not back to back like that. Right. Like they, they should have, like, was the Cody Gogo match bigger than that? Yes. Miro and Archer for the TNT title. Maybe that could have been second instead. I mean, if you say that they're the best tag team in the world, mm-hmm. then I don't know. Unless their gimmick is that they just want to leave early. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, whatever the reason, explain it. Tell it me. matters where you put matches. Yeah, exactly. You know, it and does. I I see that's why there's a lot of criticism on Tony Carter with things like that where it's like it's it's almost like a kid with all the action figures. And he's like, "Let's do this thing." Mm-hmm. Right back to back. It's like, "Listen, man, if the best part of the party is when we get here, what the hell are we sticking around for?" Yeah, exactly. So, well, I mean, I can I I like that they had the Stadium Stampede match last because they pretty much knew there was going to be so much action, so much drama, and it was going to be so crazy that they had to save it for last that nothing was going to follow it. So good on them for that. Uh, honestly, that match itself is bigger than a triple threat match where you know what the outcome is going to be. Right. You know, at the end of the day, you know, Orange Cassidy, or as Jim Cornette likes to affectionately call him, My Dog Pockets, um, you know, and... You know, it, it should have been Pac versus Kenny one-on-one is what it should have been. Mm-hmm. But it's a good way to protect Pac because they weren't going to give him the championship. Right. Um, We're going to talk about the main event. I mean, the, the world title match. We're, oh, really? I thought we were just going to skip it. No, nah, but I mean, we're, we're going to circle back to it. So, Mox and Kingston, um, I, I thought they told a good story there. Mox is out after taking four BDE triggers in a row. Uh, he's just being a dad. A.K.A. paternity leave. Just being a dad, man. So, Best cool, job cool. in the world. Uh, so world. that match... I'd imagine. Also three and a half. Okay. Then we had Can't this. argue with the results. Can't no. argue with the results. No, especially if you're not going to try. Especially if it's Kingston. It's like, come on, man. You're not the tag team champion. All right. Anyway. They got to do something. I, I, I think he'll be I TNT think Kingston- champion. I think Kingston is – I don't even know if he'd be interested in doing that, to be honest. Like, the guy that I, that we met at that show, mm-hmm. when I say met, like, ran into him. Um, he ran like, into us. We were online, and he came in the side door and, so, and started BSing with people online. Yeah, it's that, like, he doesn't come off to me as a guy that cares about stuff like that. Right. But – if you're, you know, maybe, I don't know, I can't speak for her, but he just seems like, it's like some, it's a kind of confidence that I kind of wish I had, where it's like, I don't need to be the champion, you know what I'm saying, like, Mm -hmm. I'm good at what I do, and I know what I do, is the kind of guy I think he is, I don't know him, but I'm assuming that he's just that, like, that kind of guy. It's, it's interesting. I'd, I'd love to interview him. I, I would really love to hear his point of view on stuff like that because, like, so uh, for anyone 
that's listening that hasn't heard the story, um, this would be, I'll make it as quick as possible. We were online for an autograph signing for um, Johnny Gargano and, and uh, Tomas Champa or whatever. Come and Walter, don't forget about your dad. And Walter. Um, <laughs> this is at an Evolve show. And uh, Kingston comes in the side door. And he, he's making like he's going to go on the back of the line. And we were, like, close to the back of the line. He's like, oh, who, who are we on line for here? And, you know, people told him or whatever. And I I get a little starstruck. Mm. Um, so um, I, think, I think I said something like, oh, we should be, we should be on line wait, uh, for your autograph. And he's like, nah, you don't, want, you don't want my autograph. No one wants my autograph. I kind of wonder if, first of all, I don't think he believes that. Hmm. That no one wants his autograph. I think he doesn't want to give you one for free. That's what I think. (laughs) There's probably that, but I'm sure, you know, the option was presented to him to be one of the people signing autographs for money. Hmm. Maybe. I wonder if he says that kind of stuff to keep his ego down so that he doesn't get disappointed. I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm not a psychologist. And I think most people, uh, professional wrestlers, even, you know, Austin said it to himself, you yourself turned up to 11. I don't know if that's what he, you know, maybe he dialed it down a little bit. Maybe he's just chilling. Maybe he's humble. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the the answer is I don't know. I would love to find out. Eddie Kingston, if you're listening, I would love to get you on the podcast for an interview. Uh, I'll come up with some good questions. Jerry won't be doing an interview, obviously, because we've discussed that in the past, and that's not quite his forte. It's certainly not mine either, but we can make it work. We're, we're trying to keep the marks that irritate you to a minimum. You know, just one mark is fine. There you go. You can't be cornered by two marks. No. Nope. Like, if I recognized him off the bat, I would have been like, do you know where Eddie Kingston is? Because <laughs> I don't see him anywhere. <laughs> that would been funny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, a lot I'm of... Like, you're not Eddie Kingston. Yeah, right. Eddie Kingston's seven feet tall. Shoots <laughs> lasers out of his eyes. Craps thunder. That would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. So this match, like like I said, there was uh, outside stuff. Three and a half stars on that. Next up was the Casino Battle Royale, which uh, you know they kept mentioning. You know how much. I mean, how much battle royale calling experience Jr. has, or whatever. Um, it's like we get it, Jr. You're ancient. We respect you. Yes. So it's okay that you say stuff. Right. It's it, it's okay to be the second best announce uh, announcer on AEW Dynamite. It's yeah. Okay. It's it's a it's very good. It's a very good role. I mean, so Excalibur is the best to you. Absolutely. Okay. Although saying, Tony saying he's better than Tony Schiavone isn't saying a whole lot. <laughs> I was just going to say, you just don't like Tony Schiavone. I don't, I'm not a fan of his work. Yeah. I get mad every time the, the it's like the Stig thing is like his catchphrase. It's like, it's just saying a thing the way he said the thing a few years ago. You're absolutely right, Jerry. <laughs> he would say that. <laughs> I know. And then he'd just like get into his expensive car, go to his actual house and tell me to get bent <laughs> he'd say get bent that's great i don't know <laughs> imagine like i i didn't even like literally we the get last your time... voicemail and it's like <laughs> hey rich the riz tony shivani here hey get bent pal 
I'm, I'm driving in my car to my actual home. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? And then I, just, like, as he's hanging up, it's Sting! <laughs> if I'm not asking for it, but if I got that as a cameo from someone, that would be hilarious. That'd be the best. <laughs> it's Sting! <laughs> I can't. Alright, I gotta move on from that. Um, So, the uh, Battle Royale... Uh, the concept that they do, there's 21 guys in it. They do 5 and 5 and 5 and 5 and 1. And the 1, they're like, oh, who drew the uh, the lucky Joker card? But it's like, no, that the, the Joker card is a surprise. And, like, they even said later on, um, I think uh, Shivani called the the Joker card uh, the, the wild card or the surprise entrant. It's like, are you telling us that it's... The, it's a surprise entry because then I feel like he didn't actually draw that card. If you're saying that they drew cards to see what suit they were a part of, to see the order in which they're entering, that doesn't sound random. That does not sound random at all. Like, and who leaves the Joker cards in the deck? What a bunch of savages. Right. You take it out. Take it Both out. of them. Ah, Weird. Anyway, mm. so, uh, as I mentioned, Leo Rush was the mystery man. Good action. Uh, I feel like the bottom rope wasn't as springy as he was expecting it to be. Because he didn't get quite enough height on that springboard stunner. Wow. Would you say it doesn't work every time? I would say it doesn't work every time. <laughs> I don't know what I was getting at there. I, I don't, but I, don't I did. Know either. We did not mention Colt 45 at all, so. Well, sometimes a move works and sometimes it doesn't work. Ah, okay. Mm. Correct. It's just, yeah. Uh, he's, he's like, listen, you guys got to tighten that bottom rope more. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. Um, Jungle Boy and Christian were the last two. Jungle Boy eliminated the veteran with a backdrop. And now he gets a world title match against... Kenny Omega in two, no, three weeks, because they changed it between last week and now. Interesting. Did you notice that? No, I did not. They were initially saying in, in two weeks on Dynamite, and then they changed it in three weeks on Dynamite. The 24th, I think. Oh, okay. It looks like they're going to be on Friday nights at 10 for like all the whole summer, except there's one date that it's a Saturday. I think that's the one. I think that's the 24th. Let me see. No, 24th is Thursday, so I don't know. Maybe 26th? 26th. Well, I guess we'll find out then how he gets screwed out of the championship. We shall. Next up was the... Oh, uh... Battle Royales. Like, I can't... I feel like I'm... Well, I guess I can compare them to other formats. I give it a three. Okay. Um, I, I I feel like a lot of the a bunch of the spots were a little predictable. There was a lot of interference from the other private party member. Uh, which one was in it? I think only one of them was actually in the match. The other one was just out there helping him and Matt. It doesn't matter. Um, next up was the American Dream: Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. Um. I didn't know he was mostly blind in his left eye. I didn't either. 
He's like 78% blind in his left eye. That's why he had to retire from boxing. He also how was he wrestling? I, you, you, you need your vision for both, mate. You do, but at least in wrestling, you can... You're up close and personal, I guess, but I don't know, man. Because like, you could miss a, a punch unless they tell him to tell them to work that side mm-hmm. where he has more vision. Right. But, but then it's like you've got a built-in weakness, my man. It's true. And Cody exploited that when uh, a go-go got cut over his head and uh, blood was trickling into his good eye. So he's literally blind almost. Yep. Just about. Mm-hmm. Anthony Agogo has a very, very bright future. This is only his third professional match, I think. Mm-hmm. At least this is only his third match in AEW. I don't know if he had any matches on the Indies or anywhere else. But dude's good. He's got a good look. He's got a great story coming in. And he seems like he could talk. So well, he's got an accent. That too. That they always do good. Mm-hmm. At least in your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so um this one loss so he's two and one now, but this one loss is not gonna set him back. He's gonna learn from it. Um that match three three and three point seven five. You know, speaking of of that, mm-hmm. it, it it seems to me and the consensus is, and I don't know why that is, but a lot of people feel that Cody shouldn't have gone over in that one. Uh, with on on the twitters, I find it difficult to disagree. I think, but like, hasn't Cody just been putting people over like all the time? Like he doesn't win that much. Maybe I just don't notice. Like the guy hasn't gone for a world championship since he lost that match because of the stipulation. Mm-hmm. It's not like he puts himself in the main event or anything, right? It looks to me like he's just trying to help this guy out. Which, you know, that's only his, like you said, second or third match. Yeah, so I wonder if I wonder if the story is that Gogo is going to learn some things from the match. And like that, they'll actually incorporate that into the story. I don't think they're actually going to do that. But I feel like that would be an easy direction to go. Yeah, here's the other thing that got me about that thing. Is that like a lot of people got upset at the, at the, at the angle. And what's wrong with a little old school nation versus nation type match? Like, what's wrong with that? Like, there's nothing wrong with being proud to be an American. Yeah, I think it's not nice. I think anyone criticizing it, they are, um, they're probably doing so because as a reaction to, this is going to get a groan or an eye roll, I don't care, uh, the divisiveness that is still in the world right now. And they're like, we, we got to solve the divisiveness. Like, we, like just, like, don't be that. Don't be, why is it us versus them? It just should just be Cody versus Anthony Ogogo. I see that. It didn't bother me. Yeah, but to me, it's just old school. Like, yeah. that's just old school. It's a wrestling show, dude. It's not like the fucking United Nations are fucking involved in this shit. Yeah. It's a TV show. Uh, Get off of it. It wasn't even a flag match. It was just, you know. It's yeah. It was just like no, but like the way they were promoting it, mm-hmm. it's like a go-go shitting on America, and like Cody, like look at me, I'm proud of being American or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
Yeah. Also, we know apparently Tony Khan it does make the final call of who's gonna win a match. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure if uh, if the, 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 like the, Cody was like, listen, that's a dumb idea. Here's what we're gonna do, and make it his idea. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it could have. Again, we'll never know what is said behind those closed doors. Yeah, I don't want to. Don't want to. Yeah. So, like I said, Cody won with the Vertebraker, apparently. Vertebraker. Um, Homicide had used that move. He called it, uh, I think, the Gringo Killer. Nice. Right? It's topical. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up was for the TNT Championship. Miro defending against Lance Archer. Um, I don't remember the story of the match. Oh, it, it was, um, so Lance Archer had, uh, had back surgery a couple years oh, ago. Oh, okay. That makes him an easy mark. Right. So, um, Miro hit him with the stomp in the back and hit a few knees to the spine before really locking in the game over. Did you I hear hate me? the name of that move, but I get it. Yeah. Did you hear him thank God for his talent or for his power and thank his wife for being hot this week. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. It's as if we don't know where she's going to go. I mean, I, I, I don't think you should really assume, you know, cause she could really like, what does she want to do? Like she could maybe want to do movies or something. She was in a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Maybe she, you know, maybe she's got plans. But, you know, if they want her there, they'll take her there. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good idea. I mean, if you got a real good plan, sure. I, don't, you know. I, I agree. It, it should be, you know, it, it should make sense and not just be, hey, I want to be on the road with my husband. Yeah, if it's like Kip Sabian or Penelope Ford versus uh, Miro and uh, CJ, whatever she wants to say. CJ Miro. Hmm. So three stars for that. Three out of five, or whatever we're calling it. Next up was the women's championship match. Which one? What do you mean, which one? Did the um, NWA championship get defended? Did Sarita Deeb wrestle? That might have been on a pre-show I didn't see. Oh, okay. I could have sworn she was wrestling. Oh, well. I did see something about a pre-show, but I mean the show, the main show was already four hours. Mm. All right. Just asking questions, babs. Investigative. All right. Just gotta do what you gotta do. Um. Oh, I, I forgot you didn't see it. That's right. All right. So off a of miscue, Rebel hit Brit with her crutch, but that ultimately didn't affect anything because off of another distraction, Brit hit a curb stomp onto the belt. That's cheating. It is cheating. It's a good thing the referee wasn't looking. Yeah, the re- I think the ref was distracted for that. Uh, and that is how Brit Baker won the women's world title following... Oh, so after the curb stomp, she locked in the lockjaw. Well, you gotta go with what you know. Yep. Four out of five for that one. Best rating of the night so far. Of course it is. 
Uh, next was Sting and Darby versus uh, Scorpio Sky and All Ego, Ethan Page. Uh, kind of an abrupt finish. Maybe they were trying to tell the story that the Scorpion Death Drop is just that deadly. It's not. Right. <laughs> but it was, because it knocked out Scorpio Sky long enough for three. At well, you know what, man? He does. He only has to be better than him for three seconds. Like the veteran would know that. Yep. Uh so in response this week, um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page challenged Darby Allen, saying, "Find anyone besides Sting to be your partner, and we'll beat you." Kind of like that. I. I guess, but it's like, okay, find yourself someone that's stronger and could actually wrestle. <laughs> so we could have a wrestling match. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I mainly So we like could it. have a believable wrestling match. Yeah, I, I think I mainly like it because it gets Sting out of a match. And yeah. That's what I want. Okay, yeah, you know, if that's, you know, that's what you want, I think that's that's fine. I think that's okay. Part of the story that the announcers told, though, was that Scorpio Sky had idolized Sting, like, his entire childhood and always wanted to blah, 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 blah. Tale as old as time. Yeah. Oh, because Sting is as old as time. I get it. Well, yeah, and that it's also, that's the that's usually how they go with, like... A Hulk Hogan or a, like a legend, mm-hmm. you know. It's like I grew up with you, man. Yeah, you know, and only when it's like a woman, where it's like the worst kind of insult. I yeah. think it happened with Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. It's like when I was young, I used to love watching you wrestle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked up to you. Yeah, that means you're old. It's true. They don't like that shit. Who I does? I, I don't. Oh. It's like nothing. There's nothing more awesome than being told you're gonna die sooner than later. Hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. And for all we know, there's nothing. So really, what's the point? Right. Oh, what? I'm oh, sorry. I don't uh, know. Yeah. What is the point? <clears throat> so Tony oh, Schiavone was shit. telling us that um, when Scorpius Guy and Ethan Page, when they had like zipped Darby Allen into a body bag, they hit him with a shovel. And they're saying that they hit him in the head and that he still has a dent in his head from it. I didn't notice. I remember them hitting him in like the side or the shoulder, which is not the head. Not usually, no. I mean, I, I pass biology. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. know. I think, you know, listen, the point, I don't want anybody to get bubbed out, but the point is to live a good life. And make sure that you, you know, leave it better than you found it. Yeah. There, there is a point. I'm not saying there's no point. I'm just, I was just had an existential crisis. So everything's fine. All right. So three stars for that match. Next up for the world title, it was Kenny defending against Pac and Orange Cassidy. Uh, with Kenny out and Pac covered by Orange Cassidy, Don Callis runs from commentary and pulls the ref out of the ring giving Kenny some time to recover. Later on, with Orange in the Brutalizer, Kenny hits Pac, but Pac doesn't let go, so Kenny knocks out the ref. Of course he does. And then goes on a belt-hitting spree. He hit everyone with every belt. Nice. Like He went back and forth, and Callis just kept tossing him his belts. 
Uh, that's one way to get over. It is. So, Orange Cassidy had Kenny Pin. You probably saw the replay this week on Dynamite. Yeah, they played it. Yeah, and then Kenny transitions into a crucifix to retain. Huh. Smarmy, so I kind of like it, but I still don't like this whole storyline and kind and want it to end. <laughs> the whole, like, all the belts, or just, like, Don Callis needs to take a walk? Yes, to both. Yeah, how long are they going to do this for? I don't know. All I know oh, is... you know what? It could lead to um, Andrade taking the AAA belt off of Omega. He still has that, right? He does. So that could be like the first. He could be the first guy to like put a dent in the the, the title collector. You know, he could just take take it away from him. Mm-hmm. And that could kill his confidence. And then maybe Impact Wrestling will get their their belts back. Maybe. It's a big maybe. As far as I know, they still don't have a champion. I think that's what they're trying to do. Like, maybe get, like, you know, build up a number one contender and almost be, like, the savior of the company or whatever. But I don't know. I don't watch the shit. I'm just guessing. I, wa- I actually watched a few minutes of it this week because there was nothing else on Twitch. And I was like, oh, I forgot Impact is on. I tuned in mm. for a few minutes and then turned it off and then tuned in for a few minutes again. Uh, this Jake something's a big dude. He's something. You, you just you, you need you, that can't be your name. Let the record show that Rich does not does know his last name. The name is something. It's yes. not like we're like Jake something, you know. It's like that's kind of a cool name though when you think about it. It's like, listen, you can't pronounce my last name. Just, just, just make it something. Yeah, just say something. It's like all just right, say something, something it is. Wait, what? Yeah, something. Well, you should... That's your name now, Jake something. That wasn't... Uh, all right. <laughs> I wonder if JR seen he's like, is this real? <laughs> is this some kind of rib? He's like, can we do that here? Can I call everyone something? Brett something. By God. Hey, wasn't Tony Schiavone at the top of the rep after Britt Baker uh, won the belt? That's what uh, he said. Yeah, That's I what think... they said on the show. So yeah. that's a nice little thing that shouldn't have happened because she's a heel, but whatever. Yeah, but, you know, he's a mark for her, so. Yeah. Well, I think everybody is. Well, his character is a mark for her. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like like the Sting thing is his gimmick. Like, so he's got that. He's got two things he's, do, he's doing, Sting and Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone posted on, on Twitter, like, a, a couple of pictures from when Britt was in NXT. And I think she had a match on like either Raw or SmackDown also that she was squashed in. And I just don't remember them at all. I don't either. But it was because it was against Nia Jax, and that might be why. Right. Yeah. Oh, was that when Nia was doing the whole, I'm going to come down and kill anyone that's in the ring? And, you know, it was Britt Baker one week, and it was Scarlett Bordeaux another week, and... Uh, you would have a better idea than I would. Sure. Cool, cool, cool. That match, three stars. Because, again, of all the predictable interference and belt, so too much extra. Too much extra. Hat on a hat. 
hat on a hat. Now, while we're on the topic, so I mentioned last week that I thought that AEW's triple threat matches should be um, elimination style. I can amend that and say they're triple threat title matches. Because if every match is, if every triple threat match is elimination, that I could see that getting old. Like the way a WWE does triple threat matches and, you know, a lot. And they kind of get old. So have just, if you're going to have a triple threat title match, make that elimination. Yeah. Non-title can still be regular triple threat rules. I guess because the belt is like more important. Right. That way, you know, if if you get caught cheating, you're just disqualified. You're out of the match. Did you kind of find it awkward? Because uh, I, I I was thinking about it. How like Mark Henry? They debut Mark Henry, mm-hmm. and then have Andrade's debut interrupt Mark Henry's debut. Did you catch that? It wasn't quite a debut for anyone that watched the pay per view, and I think that's part of the message they're trying to get across. Okay. That All right. Watch the pay per view. Yeah, that's, I didn't get that. <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't mind it. I'm sorry. And like, it's Mark Henry's not. He didn't sign a talent contract, so he's still the world's strongest man. Damn it, he is, and he could break Andrade mm. if he can catch Andrade. Not that Mark Henry is slow, but Andrade is a lot younger and a lot faster. He is younger, faster, Charlotte Flair did. Yep. <laughs> you know. I wonder if he's going to use the figure eight or anything since she's using his moves. Hold up. Did I miss something? There's a tweet from outlandish Zicky Dice. He says, I'm here. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Yeah, he was in the front row. How did I not? Oh, I must have looked down again. Probably. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yup. Outlandish. That guy's great. He is. He, he <clears throat> like, he really grew on me. Like, he's, he's like one of those, like, 70s sleazy type characters. He's so outlandish, he though. Is. He's outlandish. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Next up was the Stadium Stampede match. It had everything. There were there were forklifts, there were cars and trucks and ATVs. Apparently the Inner Circle has a crew that like is not in the Inner Circle and they were chasing I think Sean Spears down. Wow, maybe they're like um, Mike Tyson. You know how he's like a uh, what's the word? Um, like a, a like a member, but like not a real member or something. Like Jer- Jericho used a word, like provisional, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. Maybe what the the, word is. they're those guys. Yeah, like could that. be. Could be something like that. Um, so along the way, while they were uh, fighting somewhere, Sean Spears handcuffs. Um, Sammy Guevara to a thing and just walks off. But earlier on, he was looking at like bolt cutters to maybe like cut into Sammy or whatever. And he had chucked one. And the one that he chucked ended up under the thing that he had handcuffed uh, Sammy Guevara to. Very, very, very clever. I guess. 
I mean, look, I, uh, I don't know, man. I just think that it's it's going to be a big, big, big future happening over there at the AEWs. Mm-hmm. They're going to get their stuff together. We're going to, they're going to figure it out. But I know there's a lot of people out there mocking me mercilessly because I'm still wrong, but it's coming. It's coming. Sammy Guevara is going to turn on the inner circle. I know it. I will not give up. It's going to happen. It's too It's too convenient right now. Yep. A little bit too convenient. And as, and as we saw in Dynamite, the feud continues. Yeah. Which is like, what the fuck was the point there? Well, if you listen to Jericho, he wants, uh, he wants to bring MJF to within an inch of his life like he was. Yeah, because he still thinks about it. It still bothers him. It breaks him up inside. He's starting to write darker music. He's getting very sad. Every time he tries to put on a shirt, he's reminded because he can't move his left arm. Oh, that's like me. What I try to put on a shirt, it's, I got fatter, so I can't put it on. <laughs> the shirt shrank. The shirt shrank. It, it's the great COVID shrink. All my shirts shrank during COVID. It is very strange. Side I wonder. It's, it's a very strange side effect. I didn't even have it. There it's crazy. Um, that video for Sane, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw like the first like minute of it. It's pretty cool. They so they filmed the video on a roller coaster, and you have Jericho doing the lyrics into a camera that's mounted to the roller coaster Whoa. while it's in motion. That's I can't do that. And at one point, like like the chorus, the video goes to slow mo. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. Like I I want to watch the whole thing later. Maybe we'll just watch it together because it's like four minutes at most probably. Yeah, sure. Cool. I don't know. Sounds like a definite yes to me. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't like those. I know. They're so uncertain. I know. Um. So uh, Santana and Ortiz found FTR hanging out. This is after the initial attack, by the way. The initial attack, everyone in... um. Like the pinnacle members. So the match started. MJF got there first, came out of a limo. The assumption was that it was it was like a big limo. The assumption was the rest of the pinnacle members were in there. Jericho comes out, says, Hey, uh, oh, all the inner circle drive up in a truck. And they go to like flip the limo, but everyone else in the inner circle arrive later on. And, you know, the brawling starts and they go everywhere. So Santana and Ortiz find FTR in the bar. Or club, rather. There's like a club area of uh, the arena, mm-hmm. stadium. And the DJ is Conan. Because why not? Why not Conan? And, of course, they have history with him in LAX. Which they mention, but they don't say LAX because they can't. Even though they have the working deal with TNA Impact, mm-hmm. right? Um. Uh, who's that? Um, what's his name? I don't know. What is his name? Tully Blanchard. Ah, Tully. Okay. So, the the four of them get face to face in front of a table, and Tully brings four shot glasses, and they all do their shots. And one of them looks over at the DJ, and that's when it's revealed that it's Conan, and he, he changes the music, and they all start brawling. 
Um, Wardlow and Hager battled into and out of a walk-in freezer that had literally two halves of a pig hanging up on hooks. Oh my god, this sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> but uh. like, the pi- it was split down the middle, nose to tail, not like halfway the other way. Right. So you saw that like the in- so you saw the inside of the pig. It's kind of gross. Did anybody's face get in there? No, but uh, I think it was I think it was Wardlow grabbed an icicle that was uh huh, and Shivani's like. That's an icicle. Those things are sharp as knives. Or, or an icicle. Right. <laughs> sharp as an icicle. I'm like, it's... It, it's oh. sharp! <laughs> if he had done that, oh man. That would have been the move. But he didn't. Uh, so, so they weren't in there very long. But, you know, they battled around. Like, I think they got the most physical uh, up until they got to the ring later, which I'll get to. Um, I'm telling this all from memory, by the way, because I remember you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this still sounds like the dumbest thing I didn't see. The high school thing was dumb. Okay. Most of it was entertaining. Mm. Not great. There weren't any wrist locks, but entertaining. I wonder if Jericho is just tired of wrestling real matches. Could be. You know, it's like this is a little bit more fun for my old ass. Let's mm-hmm. just do these. Yeah, him, him, and MJF obviously paired off, and they went all through the offices or whatever. And I guess uh, a couple of Jaguars coaches were in an office there that they fought through. Why are they there so late? Uh, to not watch the pay per view apparently, because they were maybe <laughs> they watching were... football. I guess. And Jericho's like, hey, you mind if I borrow this laptop? And he's like, sure. And this is after he already hit MJF with a couple things in there. And he, like, he opens the laptop more uh, and breaks it over MJF. What a waste of technology. It's like, if you had closed it and him in the head with it, it would have It wouldn't have broke, damage. probably. And it would have hurt. Yeah. Would more done more damage to MJF. But no. So the guy with one arm. Maybe he didn't want to actually hurt him, Rich. Did you ever think of that? No. <laughs> okay. Not based on his promo. This is a blood feud, okay? It is. You better go all in. Don't try this pussyfoot gimmicking things. I want somebody hit with a real brick, not a sugar cube. There you go. So, um, they brought through there, and I think they were the first to come into Daly's place. Because you remember it was Sammy, Sammy's idea for them to, with the crowd there now. It's is like, Daly's oh, just... place a casino? I don't know. It sounds like it's a casino, and it it's it, I don't know. Maybe they're just sticking to the stupid gambling theme. Could but be. like you know, it, 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 Daly's place does sound like a casino. Yeah, it's so weird. Either way, I, right. I know it's the, it's the uh, quasi outdoor venue that they've been holding dynamite in for the past it's, year. It's like their performance center spot. Yeah, yeah. there could be a could be a casino attached. Um, but then Sammy and, uh, Sean Spears, I keep fighting to not say Ty Dillinger still. Um, he'll always be Ty Dillinger. They get back in the ring and there's one shot with a chair that Spears just wails him. And I didn't see him get his hand up, but like he was okay afterwards because obviously he won the match with a friggin' 630 splash. 630 centon, I should say. But like. 
I was like, like the way he hit him, like it hit the side of his shoulder and the side of his head. That's a headache, I feel. Yeah, maybe maybe it only hit his shoulder and it only looked like it hit his head, and maybe that was the point of it. But it, the sound from it, man. Woof. Um, either way, six thirty sent on for the win, and then you know they all pose and the pyros go off, and they send the crowd home happy as we expected. I give that a four out of ten for fun. Cool. All right. Well, that's nice. I might check it out sometime. Mm-hmm. Maybe. No promises, people. I'll let right. you know next week. Right. Uh, breaking news. SummerSlam will take place from Allegiant Stadium at Las Vegas on Saturday, August 21st at 8 p.m., making the first time the annual event has been held at an NFL stadium. Wow. That's crazy. So they, I guess they're kind of hedging their bets by making it outdoors so they can um, also a get all stadium. the people. Right. So either A, they can fill it up and ideally and make a killing. Or if restrictions are still in place or are re-implemented, they can still social distance and be outdoors and the whole nine and still make a good gate. Yeah. They're trying to get that money they missed out on for a year and a half. Yep. Uh, that's good. We're getting back to normal. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not happy about it, but the world is. That's good. It's good. I want everybody to be happy. Me too. Saturday. It's a Saturday. That's interesting. That That's the strange part. I think somebody tweeted out that SummerSlam is not going to be when you think it is. It was like uh, one of those like dirt sheet Twitter things. It's like, okay, I guess that's what they meant. It's a Saturday instead of a Sunday, which is crazy. Yeah, I had seen something about where there's also uh, some boxing match in Vegas that weekend. Maybe. I don't know. And that that Mm -hmm. historically, if you're in the same city... Uh, the boxing, which or whichever event is first, is going to draw more. Tomorrow, Jake Logan Paul is going to box Floyd Mayweather. I heard. That's crazy. That's money. Yeah, I'll we'll pro- I'll probably bring it up during the podcast next week, depending on what happens. Mm-hmm. Which is definitely Logan Paul laying on the fucking mat, or it'll probably be that. Floyd Mayweather just outscores him because he can't touch him. He's just really good at not being hit. Oh, uh, Mayweather? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's really quick. He's very, very good at that. So they're not... He beat the big show. Who did Jake Paul ever beat? I don't know. Not the big show. But, um, so these fights that Mayweather's taken, quote-unquote, lately, like that one and uh, Chael Sonnen, it's... There's, they're not doing weight classes, right? No, it's like an exhibition. Yeah, thing. Okay. It's an exhibition. Listen, for an exhibition, I should be paying exhibition money, not friggin' what I paid for Chael and Floyd. Yeah, but it's like a famous. It's like a famous people thing. Like Jake Paul's famous. For you know. some people. Yeah, for like most people that are not dinosaurs like you. What is like, he? Yeah. So what? So what does he do on YouTube? He's just a YouTube guy. I don't know. I don't follow him, but he's got a lot of fans, and a lot of people know who he is. Like, we're in the minority here, buddy. Like, I don't 
you're not going to sit here and try to rationalize <laughs> our irrelevance. Okay, <laughs> we're just older. Like younger people know this guy. I Twitch, I YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but YouTube's old. Okay. All right. <laughs> just, uh, the just Jake Paul's it. on YouTube. I know, I know but yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> not in your algorithm. Uh, real quick, let me Google it. Why is Jake Paul famous? Oh, it comes right up. Cool. Of course it, it, it does, because that's the first thing someone knows has to know. Internet career star on the once popular and now defunct Vine. In the last two years, he became one of the most influential Viners. That's right. Product deals and landed a role on the Disney Channel show Bizarre Vark. Never heard of it. That's why he's Doesn't famous. matter. Doesn't matter. He's rich as shit. He's rich as shit. He's banging porn stars probably. None of my business. That doesn't make you a better person. But some people might think that. Not me. But, uh, you know, he's just a famous, influential guy. He's just like one of the biggest influencers out there. You know? And it just shows how young and hip I am and you're not. You know, just to reverse what I said before. Don't he apparently m- made a song, you. Everyday Bro, for his YouTube. It became one of the most, the, one of the top ten most disliked views videos on YouTube. But you've heard of him. You know? And that's something. That's something. That's not nothing. He's Logan Paul's brother. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm reading something on TurboFuture.com. This is 13 reasons why he's famous. Number 10 is he's Logan Paul's brother. I, I mean, I could Google why is Logan Paul famous, but I feel like that's off topic. <laughs> uh, the Jake Paulers. That doesn't help me. That's number nine. Late Jake Paulers. Shot callers. Yeah. Reason number eight. Jake Paul's law and order. Some people view Jake as a bad boy because of his attitude and lack of responsibility. There are even individuals who have stigmatized Generation Z because of rich, vain, and arrogant internet celebrities like Paul. However, this didn't stop him from growing on social media and YouTube. I don't know what that has to do with Law and Order. Skipping. Number seven, Jake Paul's social blade. That's like how, like, you know, inf- that's how you measure, like, the influential power of, like, you know, influencers. I only know that because I learned about it when I was looking into YouTube stuff. Number six, white boy rapper from Ohio. I mean, that's a lot more reasons than we have. Uh, I mean, for if not he, being famous. Yeah, if, <laughs> if he's a talented rapper, then great. You know, then that's that's a talent. That's Listen, something I, I, almost I, tangible. I think you're a hater. I'm not a hater because I'm, really, I'm, what we're saying is that he's famous because he's Jake Paul. If he if he's a if he's a rapper, <laughs> then that then I'm saying that's good. And I'll check out his raps. He's probably not good at rap because then you'd know him for being a rapper, right? Like I would. I didn't even know he was a rapper. You know, it's funny. Under so under White Boy Rap from Ohio, this is what it says: His surfer California looks attra- look attracts a lot of fangirls who consider him to be good looking. It also doesn't hurt to be, as he puts it, a white boy from Ohio. As far as his body type goes, he has an average build and isn't intimidating by any means, which makes him more likable to his young fans. But many don't consider Jake Paul to have model looks and said target his personality. Look, I Nothing think we spent way too much time. <laughs> We spent way too much time on Jake Paul. We're almost there. Number God. five, he's young. <laughs> Youth is not fame. Stop. Number four, 
Jake Paul and Team 10. I don't know what that is. Next. Number three, he's controversial. I, I don't know why, but okay. Skip. Number two, the Vine Invasion. Uh, you're talking about Vine again, something that's old. Next. But it still got him to the dance. Jake Paul's YouTube stats. It's no secret that a lot of YouTubers don't like Jake Paul, and yet they've only made him more popular by talking about him. Even, oh, so we're guilty of Like that. you! You see? This is perfect. Look at that. Hoisted up by your old petard. Even though the majority, you're a petard. Listen, you, even though the hey. majority of videos about Jake are negative. Are you allowed help. to say that? <laughs> you can't call me that. <laughs> they, they still help drive people to his channel. If other creators really wanted to stop his growth, then they should have stopped talking about him. But there's a lot of irony in that debate due to Jake's meteoric rise popularity and over 20 million subscriber count. Because whenever a YouTuber mentions him in their videos or uses him as a thumbnail, their viewer subscriber count would soar. Ultimately, it didn't matter if the YouTuber or their audience were being negative because they both profit in the end. So whether you love or hate Jake, his notoriety is no fluke. And these are the 13 reasons why Jake Paul is popular on YouTube. It's a quote the great bards... Lincoln Park. In the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Indeed. You know, just, you know, just don't knock the hustle. You know, the guy made it. Good for him. And you know what? We'll see his uh, E! Hollywood true stories or whatever. They still, in, still doing those? The I don't know. I think just, you know. But you have but you no have idea. No idea. <laughs> Well, I'm late to go back to the home. My nurse is at the door. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta put my teeth in. Cause I'm old. Alright, so it doesn't look so like there's old. any new news. We're gonna talk about SmackDown, right? Well, we can't not talk about SmackDown. There's a lot of stuff. Like, I know that we talked a lot about AEW, but I feel it's only fair considering the amount of time we actually give AEW. When you look at, you take the Basement Booker's podcast, you throw it on a pie chart, you'll see that the pie is mostly WWE. And it's like this, like, 20% being generous sliver of AEW conversation. So this was, this must be a boon. For all our AEW fans out there listening I mean, around the world. I'm talking about you in Kenya. You in Argentina, probably. And also you in America. Yeah. Well, they had a big week this week. They had two big signing. Well, so one big signing, one big debut, and um, you know a pay-per-view. Yeah, and this concludes the AEW portion of the podcast. Now... Back to our regularly scheduled programming and our tribal chief. Look, what do you what 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 can be said, you know, that wasn't said? I mean, I don't know. Like you can say, Wow, gosh, I mean, he's a great promo, he's the tribal chief, but at the end of the day we all know that the best thing to happen, you know, it's a tie, kind of. Like, you know, I I love I for one, maybe I'm in the minority here, love seeing Great Mysterio and his son get the shit beat out of them <laughs> by Roman Reigns, uh, specifically. Mm -hmm. Because it just looks that brutal. And, you know, tie that with the live castration of his very old cousin. You know, by calling him the wrong name. It's like, doesn't fucking matter, does it? Mm -hmm. You know, you both losers. It's gotta be fun where this goes. Uh, do you have the quote written down? I, mm, do I? 
Nah, you usually... Such a great dynamic. Uh, let's see... Do I? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I... Do. No, I just oh. always assume what you know, so it doesn't matter. I, 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 was, I The thing is, I wasn't looking at it. So... Okay. No, I... I you know, it's fine. I, I, I think I pretty much nailed it, kind of, basically what he said. And really, it's something that, that... It's really a sight to behold. You know, honestly, there really wasn't much to be outside of the Roman Reigns and, you know, the two Uso matches to... You know, really write home about Bailey and Bianca. Uh, listen, uh, Bailey is doing something, man. Something different, and, and it's always like you think, okay, she's got this shtick and she's doing this ding dong hello, and then now she's almost like a fucking um, villain out of the Adam West Batman's. <laughs> Like on all the TVs, it's almost like a thing that the Joker would have done, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and in Batman the Animated Series, and uh, surely, uh, yeah, that I think that's the whole point, and I don't know if that's gonna bring Bianca Belair to the breaking point where she just goes full beast mode and she's like, "Are you laughing now?" And just whipping her with her fucking hair and shit. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Like we might be getting that. So and yeah. she's all like, my whole life, everybody's been trying to put me down and it's this and that, but look at me, I'm the best now. It's like, okay, yeah, settle it, down. It's no secret that I'm a big fan of Bianca Belair, but what we haven't seen... This is a day one guy, though. Yep. Tell them. Tell them the truth. Well, at least since NXT. Since Tell them what you would do. What would I do? Tell you? them how, how you would just, like, write her name into your arm and, like... Ten, no. and you think if you did it lo- enough times that she could hear how much you care about her no. and, and and appreciate her athleticism. Tell the truth, Rich. Uh, I am telling the truth. A champion that tells the truth. That is weird. I never did that. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's okay. I didn't mean to blow up your spot. You could deny it. It's all right. But Look, what? I'll edit it. I'll edit it out. I'll cut it out. <laughs> you, you can leave it. It's fine. No, I was never going to edit it out. I was just saying that. Okay. I was lying to you. <laughs> anyway, so the one thing we haven't seen from Bianca yet is uh, we haven't seen her really turn that switch and like just go nuts on someone. We haven't seen like a crazy she has level to of go, aggression. She's got to go. She's hey, hold my earrings. Yep. She's got like hold up, hold up. Just taking it all off. Okay, let's go. Yeah, she got to okay. do that because Bailey grabbed her by it last time. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that, okay? I've seen fights like that, man. This shit is real. Crazy. So I, I want to see her really go nuts on Bailey. So she challenged her at Hell in a Cell. She didn't say to a Hell in a Cell match. It's not going to be that. I think it depends. Is Do we know if Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair is Hell in a Cell match? We don't know. Yeah. So... I'm thinking if they're smart, it'll be a Hell in a Cell men's and one Hell in a Cell women's. Because unless they just do the one Hell in a Cell match, which I don't even know if... Is Lashley versus Drew a Hell in a Cell match? Don't know. It'd be nice if they told us which the hell, which Hell in a Cell is it. Which one's going to be a Hell in a Cell. Well, they got like three weeks, I guess. Unless the plan is to put the other Uso... In a Hell in a Cell match for him to acknowledge the Chief. Because even though, like, there was a bit there where Roman was like, acknowledge me. He's like, I did, man. Remember the Hell in a Cell when you strangled my brother? 
And he he said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you know, strangled him. Yeah, you, you strangled me. I said it, man. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know, so maybe he needs to give him that lesson again, but the whole match or something. I don't know. They could do that, but I think what I see them doing is maybe Turn, just have the Usos fight each other to Hell in a Cell. Either that or Jimmy and Jay versus Ray and Dom Hell in a Cell. What if? Oh, I really don't want to see that. <laughs> He's not ready for that. You don't want to see Dom get his ass beat for really reals. I I think me wanting the match to not look like the drizzling shits <laughs> outweighs me wanting Ray, Roman Reigns to just beat Dominic cell post to cell post. Be great, you know, and then just throw him off the top, you know, make him real famous, mm-hmm. and like that. Yeah, that, uh, you know what? It's all good. It could. It's all gonna be good. Whatever they do, it's gonna work. But I, I I have a feeling Roman's going to be... There's, there's going to be a Hell to Cell involved with like, Are they Roman. even building a challenger for Roman right now? No, because Cesaro is out. Like, he's doing the Seth Rollins thing. Seth is still heel. He's going to stay heel because he's doing the Cesaro thing. Yeah, exactly. There's really nobody right now. So it could be that the other Uso challenges him for the Universal Championship like an idiot. Or with... Uh, Alistair Black gone, maybe now they can elevate Big E to that. Maybe, but with three weeks, I think, I don't know if that's going to work. They should have done something this week with him. They should have, but they might have had to, like, be like, reevaluate, like, like, what do we do here? Unless they are <laughs> working towards Rowan versus Jimmy. Could be. It could be like, listen, if I win, then you... Let my brother go, or whatever. Let my brother go. But if, but if you win, then I'm, I'm gonna fall in line, which you should have anyway. But whatever. Who knows? Hmm. I got a feeling they're gonna do Roman versus Jimmy. I mean, like, I'm not upset by it, but it's like, well, is no one walking into? Uh, Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville's office and saying, "Hey, so who's uh, Roman defending against? Because I mean, I could, I, I, I'd be up for that." It's, I think it speaks to the fear. You know, they might be too scared. Like this guy's dominant. Like he's beating everybody. So yeah, maybe, maybe next week, all of a sudden, it's like I got, I got attacked by some stranger. It's me, Biggie. I want to. I want to fight you for, for the Universal Championship. I'm tired of this Intercontinental Championship. Let 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 Apollo keep it or whatever. Which it looks like Apollo. they're gonna just ride that Apollo trade to the moon, like he's fucking Doge. Mm-hmm. So he because he's gonna keep that for a while, I think. Probably. Which I've got absolutely zero problem with. Zero. I mean, it's good. It's just like he—I don't think he had any talking time this week. Like he—he he still needs a little work on the mic, and I feel like he should be getting that practice. He should be getting his reps in. Like he's not bad, but you know, like advance your own storyline a little, rather than just you know have a match against an already beat up Kevin Owens. You know what? It's always okay to beat up Kevin Owens. Guess. 
He could take it. And then your boy. Oh, 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 oh. hello. I, I'm really tired because it's like they don't listen. We don't <laughs> literally mean fight forever. <laughs> we don't mean that. Okay? And now they're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Stop. Stop it. This, they better have like a career match, you know, and then let, you know, let Sami Zayn just ride off into the sunset or whatever. I don't know what the plan is, what but if? I'm, just, I'm glad Sami Zayn's still there. I'm not saying like I want him to lose his fucking job. I'm just <laughs> saying he could work pretty much anywhere. What if? He loses a career match but comes back as El Generico. Look, fine, I guess, but it won't last. You know, it'll be like Mr. America, Mm -hmm. that guy that looked like Hulk Hogan. He was great. What the hell ever happened to him? I don't know. They should have just replaced Hulk Hogan with him when they found out all that racist stuff. Yup. Yo, Mr. America would be in the Hall of Fame. Mr. America should be in the Hall of Fame. As a matter of fact, he should... I, I know it's controversial. Just do a quick swap. You know, it's just mm-hmm. one guy. You don't know what he looks like. It's the same fucking mustache. It's yeah. a big deal. Just do it quietly. We have technology. Mm-hmm. Deep fake. Not even. Just fucking... Just, <laughs> just, just, just replace it. Make that Rochambeau guy. The guy who does the pictures. Make him draw it. <laughs> Rob Schamberger? Yeah, Rochambeau. <laughs> Rochambeauger. <laughs> Uh, Anything on Raw worth talking about? I mean, I think we kind of alluded to it, the fact that uh, Kofi Kingston, you know, put Drew over, and we get Lashley Drew 15, you know? Oh, yeah, that Um, was this week. I'm not exactly thrilled by that. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm not thrilled by a lot of it. I hate that they have Shayna Baszler is going to be relegated to doing the job for a doll. Um, what else? Or something. Uh, or something because she did the job for Reginald. You know? Um, and I don't know what that means for her and Nia Jax. Um, I hate Raw. I hate Raw. Uh, is they like are they gonna is Jackson Riker gonna be like let go like why they split him up from Elias like Eli- like that's just out of left field unless they're gonna do something with 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 Riker I mean because he did beat AJ Styles week prior so he's got the look that Vince likes we know that he does I think he might have to shave his hair soon because he suffers from like having long hair but like as he wrestles. Like, it's all stringy, and you can see the ball spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can see where the hair spring forth from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, hopefully, you know, something happens with him. He's not great in that role, I feel like. That just feels like I don't know what to do here. And, like, what's the point of Elias? We have Boogs. Like, he's got that electric guitar, and he's better. Hmm. <laughs> He's just better. Like, I don't know if lyrically he can stand up because he doesn't do lyrics. He's just a guitarist, but I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Is this the first week of Not Joe Rogan or the second week of Not Joe Rogan? First. 
What do you think of not Joe Rogan? Second? We could talk about First. not Joe Rogan. Very good. Um, He's good, right? It's the closest you're going to get to Joe Rogan. Definitely uh, a better fit than uh, Verk was. Yeah, he knows moves, yeah. like how things hurt and stuff like that. So that's a good guy to have. I So I, I read an interview, uh, an interview with him, and he said that, I don't know if it was Vince or a few people told him, um, you do yourself? joint locks. Oh, okay. Leave everything else to everyone else. If you're gonna call a move, call a joint lock. Don't call, don't call a suplex. Don't call a, a splash. Call the joint locks. Cause you know what? Between MMA and wrestling, most of them are called the same thing. Yeah, uh, except it could be bad. Cause it's like he could also have a moment where it's like, hey, that's bullshit. That doesn't go that way. Well, I, I, you know, I'm pretty. Cause sure like, the there's un- some holes that are not like as good. You know. Yeah. I'm Cause pretty- I've seen. Uh, Rogan talk about the figure four leg lock mm-hmm. and it's like it would hurt more if it was done this way like kind of thing I can't even but imagine he gets it hurting it. more than it does right exactly I mean it looks devastating it hurts I, I, I you know I had it put on me it hurts it it hurts the um the shin bones right and I saw so I saw on Twitter I was I was scrolling through before um JBL and Gerald Briscoe were talking to um, some old referee whose name I can't remember off the top of my head right now. And oh, they, yeah, him. He's pretty good. And they were talking about um, Skandar Akbar and a story that they heard of him where, like, he was go- he was going to fight a guy and, like, they drove For out real? To- yeah, for real. And they drove out to the middle of nowhere to have this fight. And he ended up breaking both of the guy's legs with a figure four. Akbar then drove him to an ER. Because he couldn't drive because both his legs were broken. Whoa. That's... Cr- th- 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 that story is insane. So much of that story is insane. Bro- but it happened for real. Yes. As far as we know. Yeah. Because, you know, in wrestling, you know. Yeah. Crazy stuff. So, the figure four is a dangerous move if you if you apply it and you actually put pressure. I think even, like, not putting pressure, just, just the application of it to make it look right, mm. it's already putting pressure and hurts. But, yeah, this guy's really good. He's really good. Mm-hmm. You know? Jimmy Smith? Yeah. Yes. It sounds like the default name for it like does. a character. But um I I read online that he's gotten a lot of praise both from WWE management and the talent and the fans. I don't know if it was just because of his first thing or to take it easy on him, but he doesn't look like a guy. Like he, you could tell somebody's trying to do their job while somebody's talking in their ear. Mm-hmm. Somebody's probably talking in his ear, and he sounds like they're not. You know what I mean? He said he was used to that from not UFC, but uh, maybe Bellator. It was, maybe it was Bellator or some other promotion. I don't remember exactly, but he said that they're used uh, that. Not you, but he's a definitely not Dana White. Dana White was very laid back with that, but another promotion it might have been Bellator. Where yeah, he's busy paying his fighter shit and swimming in a pool of money. Yeah, <laughs> so he um like he he would get yelled at perpetually. 
Yeah, I think it's. I think that's cool, man. I like him, and because like I said that because compared to other people, because like you can tell with them if they're doing that, mm-hmm. you know, like some is still make that rookie mistake or whatever. Yeah, like even <clears> Byron <throat> sometimes will be in the middle of saying something and then he'll just stop. Yeah, yeah. And, and the one thing, the thing is about like what upsets me is like I hope they were paying Tom Phillips more, and that's why they had to let him go mm-hmm. because Tom Phillips is better than Byron. And I and Byron, I know he has a function as the baby face commentator, mm-hmm. but sometimes he comes off as whiny, you know, as I'm whining about him. Like, because it's all like, yo, you know, Corey, you know it's wrong. It's not fair. You know, it's not as good as like what Michael Cole will be like, oh, but you know, like old Michael Cole, not current Michael Cole, like mm-hmm. younger Michael Cole. It's like he's, he, yeah, it's, this is unfair. You know, it's just a mugging. Well, that's JR. Whatever. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own little style, but I guess with Phillips, it's a Cole clone. So it's, we already have Michael Cole. Yeah, exactly. Like so, like they each have their roles, and we know that. Like Byron is the face. Byron is, you know, the guy that still lives in his parents' house. The power of positivity, guys. Yeah, he's he's got his he has his own gimmick already. Yeah. Even though he's not wrestling, like I'm curious to know why he stopped wrestling. It might be that he, I remember seeing him, he's just generic. You know what I mean? It's like, he's probably like, a, this is probably, it probably worked out better for him. You know, I feel. Like, because it didn't look like he'd be much. Like, he'd just fade off into obscurity because there's guys that have his kind of look, but they're just bigger and better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's small. He's bigger than I am. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. He comes off more to be as, like, an announcer that forgot his suit, you know, as a wrestler. You know? I don't know. Well, the thing, like, we were introduced to him as an announcer, so. Yeah, good-looking young guy, you know? Let him, you know. He does this have is a, better. He does have a pretty generic look. Yeah. yeah and there's nothing wrong with that. You know? It's profitable. Mm-hmm. You know? Whatever. It works. Works for him. Uh, raw, raw, raw. Mandy and Dana, new gear. Yes. Yeah, you, you let me know. It's like, why why didn't you guys just do this at WrestleMania instead of that abomination? It, 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 listen, just don't ask Natalia's opinion, all right? Because mm-hmm. that looked like something out of her closet. It did. But now it's it's better, and I don't know what they're doing. Are they heels now, or are they just wearing better outfits? I don't know. It's fine with me. Were they acting heelish? I don't know. You wear darker gear, usually a heel, yeah. you know? I I just don't, I don't know. It's just not my, like, the, 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 the women's picture is not very great for me right now. Because it's like, okay, we got Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Let's go. I like them. That's cool. But the tag team division, Natalia and Tamita is cool, but that's all you really got. Like, Dana and, and, and Mand- Mandy were just thrown together. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing their best, but it's really not much of a division. Yeah, I mean, at least they've been tagging together for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Sure. I mean, it looks like this putting up Nia Jax. And where's Shotzi? Is she on the come up? Because it looks like Ember Mood is now going to feud with Raquel Gonzalez. Well, Shotzi was attacked the previous week. Okay, so she's just selling. Yeah. 
I think. All right. Because that would be cool. That reminds me, we never we never talked about their team name that they sort of debuted last week. It was what? It was it's the fire pit. Oh, because Ember's the fire. Right. I get it. I like Welcome. it. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they're Nakata. Okay, cool. Yeah, they, they mentioned they mentioned it last week, or it might have been two weeks ago, and I just kept forgetting because. My memory is absolute crap, and I don't highlight things like I like I've been saying I'm gonna start highlighting things, and I did once, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think there is much else to discuss about Raw or SmackDown. No, because that's you know that's or, just the way the cookie crumbles. Or NXT. I mean, look, Adam Cole's back in the picture again, I guess. And he said to, you know, he sets across what a lot of people were saying that, you know, your your entrance, your 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 hot chick, you know, and music and that's your smoke and that's all you are. Mm-hmm. But look at me, I'm Adam Cole. HBK's baby. HBK's baby and some fucking look at my stringy hair, you know? <laughs> like the, he said that and he's like, "Listen, what do you got?" You know, look, I have hair. What about you? You don't have any hair. Mm-hmm. Cole made a you lot know? of good points. He he made he made points, you know, and a lot of those points are being made by others on the IWC. Mm-hmm. But uh, look, Carrier Cross can beat all of them up, you know. You better get you gotta get that Saido suplex, son. That's all that's gonna happen to you. I'm glad they're letting Cross talk. I'm glad they're letting Cross talk. I don't think uh, Scarlet needed to have TikTok written on her stupid face. <laughs> It just looks stupid, and she doesn't have a stupid face. So I'm not being mean. I'm just saying it didn't look like she doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. She's 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 she doesn't need any of that. You know, mm-hmm. she's the best. She <clears> seems <throat> to like doing different things every week. I saw on on I think it was Twitter. She thanked the artist for doing it. Uh, hey, you know what? More power to you. You know, if you want to write crap on your face, that's fine. Okay. Cool, cool. And are we going to have, speculation here, are we going to have Cameron Grimes versus L.A. Knight? For the million-dollar belt? For the million-dollar belt. It's up to the million-dollar man, you know? Uh, I hope so, and I hope L.A. Knight wins because really all he does is lose, which is weird. But yeah, okay. but it's, uh, you see, I feel like, in a way, he's one of those guys right now that doesn't need all the wins. Like, he's got a lot of hype behind him, and he's... Yeah, from guys like us. That's all right. You know, like... <laughs> we matter on this podcast. Well, um, some might say that. Yes, I agree. <laughs> that some might say that. I say that. You say that. Yes. Yes. This diamond mine thing, they have been dragging out for a while. It's not... If it doesn't have anything to do with Diamond Dallas Page, you better get the fuck out of here. It's... Well, okay? They better get the fuck out of here. Cause they, they need to. They need to get the fuck out of here. He's going Is this another, cells. like, Alpha Academy type shit? You know? Like, what is that? Is that another, like, uh, Catches Catch Can? I think it's... Is think that, it's, like, a UFC gym? Yeah. It's, you know? It's supposed to be a stable of, like, MMA type fighters. Really? Yep. 
Oh, do you think they're going to bring that guy back that I keep bringing up every week? The other Raw Underground guy? Uh, <laughs> what's Ocho his Huas? I was going to say Henry Cejudo. <laughs> yeah, our two Huas. <laughs> no. It's almost the same thing. <laughs> A little different. Look, it's slightly different. Very. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have any idea who's going to be in it. He wasn't released. Who else, right? I hope not. I don't want anybody to lose their job. Mm-hmm. So, it could be him. I legit don't know who else, though. Well, I think that's just going to be a story for another time. Once we have more information. Because, like, I don't know who's not... On TV, I don't know who's at the Performance Center. I don't care who's at the Performance Center. Because sometimes they don't even go up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Especially with a time like this where there's like cuts going on and stuff like that. And uh, I think I mentioned this somewhere I posted it. That like the only logical end to all of this is if there's a tweet from WWE. And they're like, due to budget cuts, we've released the following people and like one of them is Vince McMahon it's mm. not even the first name it's like the middle name mm-hmm. and then like Vince McMahon retweets it. it's like you know I, this is a big this is just as much a surprise to me as it is to all of you <laughs> and uh, I look forward to you know I want to thank WWE for giving me a platform whatever like all the same shit imagine <laughs> <Just> like yeah <laughs> like, I get to spend more time in the gym I guess <laughs> and then that, then like a, 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 a week later it's like what? What? Oh my God! It's, 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 it's Jim McDuck. What's he doing in the Impact Zone? It's <laughs> <laughs> Vince and he's wearing that fucking. Remember when he shaved his head and he wear that like um, that like skull cap type thing? It looked like he's in a gang oh, almost, yeah. and he's got like the sweatsuit. Uh, the like the the the, the like it's like a it's like a sleeveless like uh, sweat suit thing that he would wear like when he fought Austin in that oh, Royal Rumble okay. that gear uh-huh. but he's got like the skull cap on and it's like <sighs> jeez you're gonna enjoy the kiss my ass club. You know, I wonder if that's part of the reason why he hasn't retired because he literally has no idea what he would do with 18 hours of his day. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, and, and you know, it's you know, I'll hammer it home here again at the tail end of this podcast in case people fast forwarded through my rant. It's like, what what are you gonna do? You can't just make a caricature of this legendary figure and just stomp on it and to say all these things like he's. You know, he's set in his ways. That's not true. Maybe it is. But that's not fair. Like, what we have here is, you know, mainly because of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and those around him. Though, you know, and it's like, be more, like, you know, let's try to be more empathetic, you know. It's like, a lot of his friends and enemies are fucking dead. Yep. You no. know? Now, it's... To the people that say he's set in his ways, I feel like this Roman Reigns storyline is so unique that there's it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have been if, attempted in an earlier era. 
Yeah, this is because of what's come before. Mm-hmm. The only reason this works is because he refused to pull the trigger when people kept pissing and moaning about it. Mm-hmm. He did it the right way. You needed to have about a good guy, about a bad guy, I'm the guy. Because it's then, well, if he's, like, if he's getting this much of a response without being any of these things, what happens when he's all the way that thing? And that's what you're getting now. Mm-hmm. So you shut up. God damn it. Disrespectful fucks. But yeah, there you go. Impatient. Impatient. Sometimes. I mean, look, that's the way the world is. Everything's moving all fast. You can't book by committee, and the committee can't be the internet wrestling community. That's just not our function. Like, a lot of you don't even pay your own fucking rent. And live with your parents. And you think you can run this thing. And you think that he just he's just fine and doesn't care that, you know, Ruby Riot's really sad. You know? He that he's hurt people's feelings. It's not as it's a business. I don't mm-hmm. think he wants to hurt people. And I think he's aware that these things happen, but you have to be detached a little bit to make it run. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, like like with with some of these releases, I kind of feel like, you know, like if if they worked with Vince or whatever, like I I know it's a big company and everything, but like so many people say, oh WWE's a family. I can go talk to Vince anytime. Like, does he reach out and say and you know sort of explain the goings on and says, listen, I know you'll be back. Go make your money elsewhere right now. And I we'll see you back know. in a few years. I really don't know. I don't know. I don't. I. You know. I, I think it's one of those things. that depends on what your relationship is with him. Mm-hmm. I think it varies. Um, which should be the truth because you know people have different relationships with their bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and look at the end of the day, and that's what a lot of old wrestlers say: is save your money. Mm-hmm. You know, like if Braun Strowman got on Twitch and was like gaming and stuff like that, he'd be making a shitload of money if that's something he wanted to do. Like there's options out there for him. He'll be all right. He can't even, he, like he he probably can't even say like in a video game streaming on Twitch, you're going to get these hands anymore, right? Well, you know, it could be referring to his keyboard and mouse, which will definitely get his hands. Otherwise I, it doesn't I, work. I, I kind of comically picture him with like a, uh, an Xbox remote or something like that, but it's so it's so small on his giant hands that he, he's I, he's he's just getting so frustrated with how small the remote is compared to his giant hands. It'd be great if I I just visualize him like talking about like all the nuance and skill that it takes to to play this game that he's playing, mm-hmm. and it's like these these graphics you know they're so sophisticated compared to what I played when I was a kid, and then. All of a sudden, it's Minecraft. <laughs> like you think he's talking about something like super, super sophisticated, <laughs> and he's and he's just doing like beginner Minecraft shit. That'd be great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, mm. we've brought up Minecraft. I feel like that's a clue that we're over time here. I don't know. I just thought it was funny with Broad Strowman. It is like, funny. <laughs> what kind of thing he do? But uh, yeah, usually all right. you're the one pulling the plug when we get close to two hours. I I think it is time, and I'm ready to pull my plug. Well, don't if pull, I was don't attached to a machine, one. yeah, I don't want to pull my plug. No, no, because I mean, we, we, this is PG. We need, no, I'm saying we need a pot. We need a, I need a co-host here, man. I'll get you somebody. All right, Logan Paul. Who? <laughs> He's Jake Paul's brother. Oh, 
Who? Yeah. You could be the third Paul, Rich Paul. No. Dude, you you would be the richest Paul. Could Imagine? That's your gimmick. I'm Rich Paul, the richest Paul. <laughs> you got like a big cigar, like an old school, like rich guy. You know, with your fancy bowler hat, you know, and your, your tie, you know. Hmm. Sounds great. All right, do the thing. Cool. Get us out of here. So, as Jared mentioned earlier, we are on Twitter, at Basement Bookers, at Basement Jared, at Rich the Riz. We got an Instagram, Basement Bookers Pod. I know. Trust me, I know. We got a Facebook page, Basement Bookers. And as far as finding this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, just Google us because we'll come up on whatever podcast platform you enjoy most. And if you want to email us, basementbookers at gmail.com and... Just got one party message for you. The match of life is scheduled for one fall, so you better you better make a count, you know. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. Share it with your friends. Uh, leave a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. We'll take four. Uh, word of mouth. That's how it goes round. Follow the bookers, and you get two of them in one episode. That's crazy, what? and that's the end review on itunes preferably five stars we'll take four uh word of mouth that's how it goes round follow the bookers and you get two of them in one episode that's crazy and that's the end